The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Uri Nidam, Hashem Mishminu Vehayehu, in honor of all the members of the Minyan, all the members of the Daf Yomi, and in honor of the Rabbi, Tzkele Mitzvot, may he continue to succeed. Aslahab, Arvacha, Bechol Ma'asi Yadav, Amen. Daf Chof Zayin. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ilui Nishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichinu began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Fu'ash Shalema, Yosef ben Sarah, Sarah bat Rachel. Amen. We begin today's daf on daf Kuvav Amudet, and we have two lines from the bottom. Mishahalach Medina Tayam. And we learned the case that a person went uh, to Medina Tayam and uh, he didn't leave his wife Mizonot. So the whole question in the Mishnah is, the lady takes Mizonot. Does she have to swear to the Beddin that she, did, she was not left with Mizonot? So we had a Mahlokar over there in the Mishnah, too, she taught. One Shita said that, no, she doesn't have to swear now, because she'll swear later. What does later mean? Eventually, if the husband dies, when she comes to collect a Ketubah, she'll make a Shavu'ah that she didn't get any extra monies. So therefore, extra monies includes the money if she took unlawfully the Mizonot. And some say, no, she should swear in the beginning, now, and she swears also at the end, at the time of the Ketubah. So the Gibbana is going to analyze uh, cases that are connected to this. Itmar, we have a Amorite statement. Rav Amar, Poskin, Mezonot, Le'eshet Ish. Which means to a married lady, Betin is Posek Mezonot. What's the case that they Posek Mezonot? I mean, they, they, they give out. They give Mezonot. As she Betin, Yordin, Le'nechseh, Mishalach, Le'medinatayam, Betin goes down into the assets of the husband if he went overseas. Uposkin, Mezonot, Eshto. And they actually give a stipend of mizonot to the wife. Just because we got overseas with the Shemistav, so the betting goes down into the assets, and they pull money out, and they give her uh, money for the mizonot. Shmuel Amar, and poskin mizonot le'eshet ish. And Shmuel says, no, they don't go into his assets when he's not around, without asking him to take money to give her the mizonot. So that's a machloket. The Gemara is going to explain the details of this machloket. Amar Shmuel modeli abba. Abba was another name of Rav, that they referred to as uh, Rav, because he was the, the, the big rabbi. So Abba is like the father, master teacher. So he says, Modeli Abba, at least admit to me, Abba, Rav, Bishlosha Chodashim Harishonim. At least admit to me the first three months when he went overseas. Why? That you don't have to, you can't go into his assets. Why? What's special about the first three months? Because a person doesn't leave his house empty. He's not going to leave his wife without any money. He's going to give us something uh, to sustain herself. He knows he's going overseas. She's got to live. So therefore, the first three months, uh, everybody agrees that uh, she gets mezonot. Uh, Only discussing uh, from three months. Um, but the f- first three months, we have a rule. That the in adam maniach beto rekam. Now again, obviously we have to say that this is talking about where we know there was shalom bayit between the husband and the wife. Obviously if there was some type of husband that left on uh, angry terms, so of course then of course this, this logic does not apply. Then he doesn't leave his wife even uh, for three months for, with, with the Panasah. Now the Gemara continues to explain this mahalokit between Rav and Shemuel. In a case where they found, or they heard, that the husband actually died, I mean he went to Medina Tayyam, and he died... There, there is no argument. Rashi, second line. That you give her mezonot. What do you want to suspect over here? The guy died now. What do you want to suspect why she shouldn't be able to get mezonot? Because 
Let's go one step at a time. Maybe you'll suspect before the husband left, he gave her a pile of money. Sedare is like a pile of money. So therefore, maybe you have to be hoshesh that even after he's dead, she got already a whole pile of money over him. It doesn't matter. We're not worried about that. Because even if she did get a pile of money, when she finally collects a ketubah, because now the husband's dead, she's going to have to swear at that time that she didn't get any extra money. So already that money that she took for the mezonot is going to be handled at the time of the shivuah for the ketubah, when they say, swear to us, so you didn't get any extra money that so you could pay towards your ketubah. So I'm not worried when the husband dies. I'm not worried about that she might have a bundle of money from the husband. So what? It'll be handled at the time of the shivuah that she makes at the time of the shivuah. Which means, maybe you have another hashash. Maybe I'll tell you that what? That maybe the husband told her before he left, you know what? Keep your ma'asiyadayim and I don't have to give you mezonot. Didn't we say that uh, the husband supports the wife with mezonot because he gets ma'asiyadayim. He gets her, her work. So could be, maybe you'll tell me before the guy went overseas, he told his wife, you know what? I'm not giving you anything. You keep your ma'asi and I'm, and I'll, uh, and I'll be off the hook with the mezonot. So maybe you'll tell me that that's what happened in this case over here, which means maybe you're going to worry that when the husband died, so now what happened, before he died, maybe he said, listen, you keep your ma'asi and I'm, and I'm getting mezonot. It doesn't matter why that she says, because once, once he dies, he does, the ma'asi is not mishrubat to the husband anymore. Which means, now the ma'asiyah belongs back to the wife. And what? Her mezonot now is coming to her from the ketubah. Which means the husband has to support his wife. We learned in the ketubah. What does it say? That as long as you're living uh, by me and you didn't get married, I'm going to support you mezonot. So therefore, this, basically there's two hashashot. And you say it like this. There's two hashashot that Shemuel has. Why, when a man goes overseas, you don't give mezonot. Let's say it this way. There's two hashashot that you have to be concerned with. Shemuel says, when a guy goes overseas... You don't give the lady mizonot. Hashash number one is as follows. Shemuel was concerned, maybe she got a bundle of money before before uh, he left. How do you know that? Maybe he wrapped a pile of money here. This is for your mizonot. So how, 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 do you, uh, how can you start giving her money? Good, so Shemuel will agree. That can only apply when he's alive. But when he's dead, Shemuel, what am I worried about? He gave money? Good. Maybe he did give money. But it'll, it, it won't lead to any theft because what's going to end up happening? She wants to collect the ketubah, mentioned. the husband died. What's going to happen at the time of the collection of the ketubah? Betty's going to say, okay, uh, swear that you didn't get any money towards your ketubah. Now, if she took this pile of money, she's going to have to swear that she didn't get that. So therefore, I'm not worried about that, uh, that, that, that situation. She was, there's another reason. Well, there's another reason why she could say that when the man goes overseas, you don't give the lady mezonot. You know why? Because I'm concerned maybe before the husband went overseas, they made a deal. I'm keeping my mezonot, the husband says, and you keep your ma'asiyadayim. And then he's not obligated to give mezonot. Now the bit is going to start giving, taking his assets and giving it to the wife. What are you doing? The, the, the wife, the husband's not obligated to give these assets because the deal was, you keep your ma'asiyadayim. Good. But after he dies, I don't care because what do you mean ma'asiyadayim? After he dies, the ma'asiyadayim of the lady is not belonging to the husband. That deal does not work after death, which means after her husband dies. Does Masiyadayim go to the husband, to his estate? No. Then Masiyadayim belongs to her. So now the husband owes Bizonot. He owes it. And therefore there's no, no, no suspense, uh, there's not, nothing to suspect that what's going to happen over here. So therefore, both reasons why Shemuel says when the husband's alive and went overseas, that's why you don't go into his assets, doesn't apply when he is still, when he's dead. I'm not worried about the, the money fact that he got. Well, I'm not worried about the fact that she made the deal of... I'm, I'll keep my ma'asiyadam and you keep the mezonot. After, after death, the ma'asiyadam says anyway. She gets mezonot because of the uh, ketubah. So that she has a question over here. She's here, but they have a question. Look at that Which means, right, who, who pays her uh, mezonot after the husband's death? The yetomim. Right, the, uh, the orphans, the, uh, the inheritors. Now they have to pay the, uh, the, the, the mezonot. Vatim yomru... La Deltalar Ken Af Ken. They'll say they'll say this stuff. So they'll say, listen, you gave us your uh, uh, we gave you your Maasayadaim and we're keeping uh, the Mizonot, because you can make the same deal with the Yatumim. Yatumim have to pay the Mizonot now, right? So they can make the same deal and say, Listen, you keep your Maasayadaim and we'll keep the Mizonot. So therefore even after death, 
Why do they have to give mizonot? Maybe they made that deal. So that she says, Because you can only make that deal of mizonot, swap mizonot from Asiyadayim, if, if she, she wants it. You, you can't impose that on her. That's her option to say. Now, in this case, they're not saying that she said that. Which means, the, the, or the lady's not admitting that she made such a, uh, such a swap deal. So therefore, that she's question was, hey, what do you mean? After the death, I should be worried that, what? Well, you're going to go to the, your assets now. You start pulling assets out and start giving them his own note. Hey, maybe they made a deal that, uh, that she, 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 she's going to keep her masia dying. Who, who, who said that? It's got to be willingly. You can't just impose that uh, against the will. It's like the husband. When the husband's alive, the husband just can't say, keep your mouth I'm getting It's got to be uh, a, a, a deal that was done uh, willingly. So therefore, after death, everybody's more there. Ben that you go into the assets of the Yatomim in order to give her mezonot. So the only machloket is mehayin. And the way we're learning that, the only machloket is after three months. Because in the three months, everybody will give him love that he does supply money, at least for the first three months when he goes away, Overseas. Let's just go to the Gevara's reasoning for a second. When they heard that he actually died, there there is no machloket. Uh, the machloket is when uh, he went overseas and they didn't hear that he died. Rav Amar. Rav comes along and says, Poskin. Why? Because he's Mishrabad to give her uh, Mizonot. Of course, guy goes overseas, he didn't, uh, he didn't leave uh, his wife money, he has a Shabud, he has an obligation to support his wife, so Rav says, you got to go into the assets and uh, take it. Shemuel says, no, he goes overseas, don't go into the assets. What's the logic of Shemuel? So comes Gemaran says, Ta'ama. So we have two reasons, and we discussed these two reasons already in Rashi. Rav Zvid Amar, Emat Sarare Atafsa. Maybe already she uh, seized a pile of money. Which means, maybe the husband left a, a pile of money there, and she took the pile of money, so she, she's paid out already. She has that, the, the husband took care of her before she left. So now we can start going to his assets. Maybe she has a pile of money there sitting there to, that, that's feeding her. Rav Papa Amar, different reason. Like we learned also in Nashi. Now what's this reason of uh, Rav Papa? We're worried that maybe the husband before he left told his wife, keep your ma'asei adayim and I'm not giving you mezonot. Now if she agrees to that, then the deal's a deal. So now what's going to happen? She, the husband goes overseas, now she starts crying, hey, I don't have mezonot. So we're betting, oh, you're going to the assets. And now she's, going to, she's double dipping. She's taking from the assets. Meanwhile, she's already, she's keeping a Maaseya Daim. So we're worried that maybe the deal of Maaseya Daim was made before the husband left. So Shemuel says, as long as the guy's alive and you don't have any safety feature to protect the husband, so therefore I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving up. But again, let's review when, when Shemuel will agree that after he's dead, she might have taken a, a pile of money. Good, let her take a pile of money. It's not going to come to hurt the assets, because anyway, when she comes to collect the ketubah, she has to swear to Betin that she has no extra monies by her that can be paid towards the ketubah. If she took a pile of money, everybody should have to swear to that. Then I'm not worried about the Maaseya Daim deal, because what do you mean Maaseya Daim? No Maaseya Daim if he's dead. Maaseya Daim is because anyway. The, the state has to pay uh, um, Mizonot regardless. So there were, those are the two reasons of Shemuel. Let's review the two reasons of Shemuel. Reason number one of Shemuel, according to Rav Zvid, is what? Because I'm worried about the pile of money, right? Right? She seized a pile of money that he gave her, actually. And what? Second reason is the papa that says that what? I'm concerned that maybe he made the deal of keep your ma'asayadayim, and I don't have to give you mezunah. Now, what would be the nafkamina between these two reasons? The Gemara is going to supply... Two nafkaminot. Number one. What is the nafkaminot between the two reasons? Ika benayu. There is nafkaminot. Okay. What is gedola? Rashi. Ika benayu. Gedola. Hareuya lehatfisa maot. 
which means you have a gedolai, you have an older, older girl who's mature, who you could assume the husband will trust her with a pile of money. Which means she's not going to just uh, squander it and lose it and stuff like that. So she's of age where you can hoshesh to the, to the money, uh, that she took the money. However, her ma'asiyadayim, she don't make a lot of ma'asiyadayim. Therefore, her ma'asiyadayim do not cover mizonot. So she wouldn't make such a deal. The lady usually only says to, agrees to that deal. Why? Because she's making a lot of ma'asiyadayim. So she's saying, well, I'll keep my ma'asiyadayim, don't feed me. Because she's making a million dollars a year. And the Mizanot only costs $10,000. You know what? I'll keep my Maasei Adayim. I'll, 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 I'll feed myself. But a lady that's only making $1,000 a year is not going to give up Maasei Adayim. Oh, I'll keep my Maasei Adayim. Well, you're going to stop. So we're talking about a Gedolah that what? That she cannot support herself. Now she gives an example. Why? Shein Shnei Batsoret. Let's say it was a famine years. Right? It's a famine years. And therefore, let's say either the food is very expensive and she cannot uh, uh, you know, feed herself based on, uh, on that uh, salary that she has. Or, she ain't a Or she just doesn't have skill. She, she, she doesn't work. She doesn't have good uh, skill to make uh, money. So for the, for, the, for the pile of money factor, you have to be hoshish. Because maybe the husband endowed her some money before uh, he left. However, but for that swap deal for the Masiya Daim is or not, you'd have to suspect the Kevan de los Sifka Because since she's not making enough money, there's no way she's going to accept that deal. So that would be a nefkamina between the two reasons. Let's 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 speak it out. Here's a coin to the to, to the Gidola side. Don't go into the husband's assets. You know why don't go into the husband's assets? Maybe she got a pile of money. And the husband will give a pile of money to a Gidola. She's she's uh, mature, she's responsible. Now on, on the on the Los Sifka aspect of it. So she's not making too much money on the Ma'asiyadayim side. On that side, you say, go into the assets. Because you know she didn't make a swap deal. You know the Ma'asiyadayim is still going to the husband, and the husband's still obligated to give. So that would be a nafkamina between the two, the two answers. Iname, continuing that she, katana. She's a minor. Uba'alat melacha. And she's making, uh, she makes money, which means she's a ba'alat melacha. Her panasa is intact. But she didn't get tiknan. It's not a famine year, so there's a food that she can get, and she can supply herself. Misifka. Right? And she can uh, supply herself. So, the Ravzvid poskim. So, according to Ravzvid, Ravzvid was the one that said that he gives her a pile of money. Well, he's not going to give a pile of money to a katana. You don't trust the katana to have all the money. So, Ravzvid says, Ravzvid poskim. Delo avid inish de matfis rarel katana. Right? A husband's not going to give a pile of money to a katana. So, according to that reason, which is a katana, go into the assets. You know, she doesn't have a pile of money. However, the papa in poskim. Well, according to the papa, do not go into the estate. Why? Since she's making a lot of money, could be that uh, that deal was made. Good. Now, the the mefarshim uh, over here make a nice diuk uh, in Rashi. We have two reasons here. We have the reason of Rav Zvid and the reason of Rav Papa. Right? The reason of Rav Zvid is what? She took money. The reason of Rav Papa is what? That we were they made the swap deal. Ma'asiyya Daik, she got a Ma'asiyya Daim and for the Mizono. So those are the two reasons. So the Gebara said, by Benayim, what's the difference between the reasons over here? So the Gebara gave the first reason. The first Nafkamina was what? Ika Benayim, Gedola, Velo Sapka. Okay? Now, in, if you look at, analyze that she, that she doesn't say, in, in that Dibura Matheel, Ika Benau Gedola, he doesn't say the names, Rav Papa and Rav Zvid. Only in the second Nafkamina, between a Ketana, the Sipka, a Ketana, and she's making enough money, there that she throws in already. A court Rav Zvid, Poskin. A court Rav Papa, in Poskin. She already is using the names over here. So the Mefarshim, they want to say like this. That really, this makhloket between Rav Zvid and Rav Papa, Rav Papa is not arguing on Rav Zvid. Rav Papa is just giving another reason. Which means, I agree to your uh, pile of money factor. Of course, that, that, that's, a, that's definitely a possibility. But you know what? I got something else uh, that I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about even the Mizonot factor. So therefore, in the first uh, case of Gedola, 
which is a gedola. There's no, there's no reason no, no machloket between a papa and a because even the Rav Zvid will agree once she's a gedola, you have the pile of money factor. She's, I, I, agree, I agree to your first reason. I'm just giving you a second reason. But as she was careful in the first not to give it's more hypothetical. It's not really lemaaseh. Because really the Papa and the Zvid will not argue in halakha in the first nafkamina. Because really the Papa agrees to the first reason. Masha'enken <laughs> in the second nafkamina is what? Ketana velo ketana Also there, it's going to be a nafkamina between the Papa and the Zvid. Because a ketana, according to... According to the first shita that says uh, money, well, uh, katana, they're not going to put the money in the, in the hands of a katana. Therefore, go into the assets. But according to the sifka, she's making enough money. That's where the zvi's nafkameh comes in. Because he says, well, she's sifka, she's making enough money. After she's to the swap factor, the, the mizorot ma'asayadayim factor. Therefore, really, it's only enough kamina ben rab papa and rab zvid in the second ikabenayu. Correct. But the first one, really, it's not enough kamina because everybody will agree. Again, Gedola and Safka. Gedola and Safka. Gedola and Safka. Gedola, she got money. Because she's a Gedola, she's mature. The husband will give money. And that will be according to everybody. Because you know what? Rav Papa also agrees to Rav Zvid's uh, uh, concerns. He just throws the tax on another one. He comes on, I throw in uh, another enough. We have the, uh, the, 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 switching the, uh, the swap for the Vizorot and so therefore, it's Kedona, Velo Safka. So everybody's going to really hold, in this case over here, go into the, uh, go into the assets. So therefore, it's an Ika Benayu in theory. It's, it's an Ika Benayu in theory. It's not an Ika Benayu in actual principle. Which means, theoretically, it's enough coming out between the two reasons. Between the reasons, when the reasons stand alone. Again, there's reasons and there's rabbis. The reasons themselves, there's enough coming out. But in, the, in principle, these rabbis themselves, there'll be enough coming between the rabbis. So that's why that she only in the second answer says that Zvid, because there already it's not only enough given out in reasons, it's enough given out in rabbis as well. Each, each one according to their uh, shita. Kamara continues. Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah. Right? Our Mishnah, guy went to Medina Tayam overseas. Vishto Tovat Mezonot. Right, the lady claims not to bet, you know, I want my mizonot. My husband uh, left me over here. Hanan Amad, Tisha So we had a machloket, as we discussed in the beginning of this stuff. Hanan said, you know what? Give her money, and let us swear anyway at the end. When the husband eventually dies, she'll swear when they want to pay her the ketubah that she didn't take any extra monies. So that'll solve if she took any monies from mizonot illegally at that time. The shivwa that she's going to make at the time of the ketubah will handle that. Remember, the sons of the Kohanim Gedolim argued on Hanan. Say, so, you no, let us swear in the beginning that she didn't get any mizonot, and let us swear at the end when she wants to get a ketubah. But what do you see from this machloket? Everybody's agreeing, you go into the assets. The only machloket is, do you make them, make her swear or not? The only machloket in Hanan and the Kohanim Gedolim is what? The Inyan the Shivu'ah. Aval but mezonot you're going to give her. So how does Shemuel interpret our Mishnah again? Shemuel was the shita that said when the husband goes to Medina Tayam, you don't go into his assets. Correct? Only when he dies you go into the assets. But as long as he's alive, you don't go into the uh, assets. What do you mean? So it's, it's a befirush Mishnah. There wasn't an argument whether you go into the assets. That was for sure. The machlok in the Mishnah was: Do you make a swear or not? But going into the assets of the husband, you got a supporter. Shemuel cannot argue on a Mishnah. Shemuel is an Amorah. Oh, so how did Shemuel explain? So come to Gemara and says, Targema Shemuel. Shemuel will interpret the Mishnah. Uh, the case was talking about in the Mishnah where they heard that he actually died. That was the report. Okay, went overseas. You're right. If he just went overseas, they're not giving you nothing. But what happened? The reports came back. Oh, the husband died. Oh, the husband died. Okay, if Israel agrees, when the husband dies, then they start already uh, giving uh, assets. So she was, I'll interpret the Mishnah was a case where they didn't start discussing the divvying up of the assets, or not the divvying, the uh, allocating of the assets of the husband, only until uh, they heard that the actual the husband actually died. Uh, so let's just speak out that answer to that question. 
So the answer to the question will be that when it says in the Mishnah that Yishava, that she doesn't have to swear in the beginning because she's going to swear at the end, meaning when the husband died, let her take Mizorot immediately. Because she really deserves Mizorot immediately based on the Ketubah. He promises to support her. And it does not, doesn't matter if she's taking... Uh, or she had money at the time or things like that because anyway when she decides to be toveya ketubah she's going to have to swear basof and therefore at that time everything will uh, will even out so betchilah basof so if the husband died betchilah don't swear when you're collecting mezonot and basof swear at the time of the ketubah and uh, the other shita says uh, no swear in the beginning and swear the meaning when you get your mezonot swear when you're getting your ketubah swear but the point is Shimuel can learn the mishnah Without a problem. And that's why uh, even he agrees that she gets uh, Mizono. Tashema. I have another question. All these uh, questions, all these Tashemas are against Shemuel. Okay? Tashema, Mishalach Lemdina Tayam. Oh, guy went overseas. Ve'ishto tovarat Mizonot. Good, so the lady comes along and says, Hey, I want my Mizono. Bene Kwanim Gedolim Omrim. The sons of the Kwanim Gedolim come along and say, Tushaba. Hanan Omer Loteshaba. Let's have a machloket. Whether she swears or she doesn't swear. Ve'im ba ve'amar. But let's say the husband comes along and says, Pasakti la mizonot. He comes and says, Hey, listen, I gave her a mizonot. I was poseka mizonot. The iman. The husband is believed. Rashi. Ve'im ba ve'amar. Pasakti la mizonot. Atasafteser areh. The husband comes and says, what is she talking about? I gave her a pile of money before uh, before I left. Ne'eman u'bishbu'ah. Okay, he has to make a shivu'ah, that he did such a thing. Uma'zeret mashinatnu la'beti. And therefore, what does she have to do? Whatever she took, based on the liquidation of the husband's assets, she's got to give it back. But what do you see from here? They gave her something. <coughs> Which means they give her the assets once the husband goes away. Now the husband comes back and says, what are you talking about? You took from uh, your assets? I swear... I gave her a pile of money before I left. Oh, you're swearing? His shivu'ah, he's the iman. Even if she swore, by the way. Even if she swore she didn't get, this is his shivu'ah against her shivu'ah. His shivu'ah is stronger. And therefore what? You see, but according to this, they, they, they went into the assets. The only reason why they're making her return it is because he made a shivu'ah. But if he didn't make a shivu'ah, you go into the assets. I go to shivu'ah, what are you talking The guy's alive. The guy went to Medinatayam. I thought you saw when the guy's alive, you don't go into the assets, but from this is Masma, you do. So the Gibbara says, oh, same case. You know what the case is talking about? Where they, they heard that the husband died. Now, this is very hard to give an answer like this. When they heard the husband died, the guy came back. When they heard that he died. We want an answer like this. You heard that he died, so what's the law going to swim when the husband dies? Go into the assets. But that's not the case, because the husband came back and said, I swear that I uh, paid us. I can't the case. The Gabriel says, in amarka amar. What does that mean? It says, he surfaced and said, uh, I paid. Gabriel says, in ba'la'achar shimu'ah. Avadai. In ba'la'achar shimu'ah, which means, yep, uh, it was false. They heard he was dead. They heard he was dead. They're going to the assets. All of a sudden, they, they realized that the, 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 the rumors were false. The guy shows up. A guy shows up. Finished. Then already he swears that I paid the sinu. Return the uh, return the money back to the uh, to, 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 to the to So therefore, again, Shemuel can always. That's going to be basically Shemuel's way to answer all these questions. He could always just establish the case la harbita. Right. That, that that's going to be his his angle out. Just understand the mechanics of how it's going to work. Right? He always explains the cases la harbita. Let's go to Shemuel harbita. She goes. You go into the assets to pay the mizunot. Right. Next question. Tashema. Okay, guy went overseas. And the lady's claiming she wants uh, mizonot. Right, if let's say he comes along and says, Keep your, uh, your ma'asei yadayim. Right? And I don't have to give you Mizonot. Rashai, he's uh, able to do such a thing. Kadmu bedin upasku, ma pasku, pasku. Which means, if let's say the guy comes along first, the husband, and he says, listen, I want ma'asei you keep, and I'm going to keep my Mizonot. But let's see bedin, 
went before that and they allotted assets to the lady. Even though, even though the guy said, uh, hey, listen, I don't, want, I don't want you to give assets. I want you to keep your ma'asiyah daim. Mm-hmm. If Betty went into the estate and took the assets, kadmu bedin upasku, masha pasku pasku. If they took it, it's taken already. Look at, um, actually, no, uh, no dashi. So you see they give, which is bottom line, the guy has a right to come along before he leaves to make that condition. Everybody agrees to that. I mean, before he leaves, the husband can say to his wife, listen, I'm not giving you anything. Keep your mouth here, die. But if Betin went before that, and they took assets and gave it to the... To the to, now he comes on screaming, hell, I want the... So too late, we, t- we took the assets, we gave it. What do you see over here? You take assets. Even though he went away to Medina Tayyam, you give the assets to the lady from the from the Mizono. Ah, it's question for Shemuel. Same answer. Same case. The husband went overseas. They found out that he died. Betty went into the estate and, uh, and took it. Only because they thought he was. Then he came back. Next case. Okay, a guy went overseas. Same thing. Ladies claiming. So Betty goes down to his estate. Okay, they come along and they support his wife. Interesting, but they don't support his children. Now really, it's, uh, an oblig- it's not an obligation, but it's something nice. That a father supports his children. After a certain age already, the father's not obligated. They're not babies. Right? Once they leave, they're five, six years old already, he doesn't have to support them anymore. But uh, it's obviously the Gemara says if somebody doesn't support his little children, he's like a Xad, he's, he's a cruel guy. So therefore the Gemara is saying over here, now nah, he went to Bidiratayam. Very good. So who's, who's, who's getting the support? Betty says, you've got to support the wife. Go into the assets, support the wife. But what about the children? No, you don't go into the estate to support the children. So comes the Gemara and says, Velo davarahir. And also not for another thing. We'll wait for the Gemara to explain what is this davarahir business. Now, What's the question, but? It's a question against Shemuel. Husband's still alive. How are you going to get his assets to pay the Mizonot? Amar of Shishat, no answer. The case is talking where he went overseas, but he left like a administrator in order to support the, the wife. Which means he left a, a, a third party, we'll call him. Now, what does that shalish do for us? Okay, Ashi. He emit apotropos lazuna. Ve'achshav mashach apotropos et yado. Right, apotropos stop paying. Ve'achshav v'day l'tzarele leka l'mechash v'lo l'shem ha'man atzim ha'asir dek l'mzonotayich. Very good. If he left an apotropos, he didn't give her a pile of money, obviously. What did you leave an apotropos for? And obviously, he also didn't tell her, keep your ma'asir yaday. Because if you left an apotropos, that means apotropos is... He's paying money. Why, 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 why would he even have put the boss? So therefore, in this case over here, Shemuel will say, you know why? Betim will go into the estate? Because the fact that he left in a potropos speaks volumes to the guy's intention. Number one, if he left some, what's in a potropos? He said, yeah, listen, you're in charge of making sure my wife has panasa. You're in charge of the estate, make sure my wife has food. Oh, very good. Now, if he's putting in a potropos, that means he didn't leave his wife with money. Because what do you need this guy for? And not only that, he didn't, Make the swap to you to tell the lady, keep her ma'asiyah daim, because if she's keeping her ma'asiyah daim, what do you need this uh, guy? So that's the case. So the Gibbara's way, if there's, if there's a shalish, Gibbara says, banav So then what about the children then? Why shouldn't you feed the children? Which, obviously, if he left an administrator, what is his intention? He wants to feed uh, not only his wife, but he wants to feed the uh, children. Why did you say the banav v'notav? Don't get. Lashi. Bottom lashi. Iyakhe. Well, if you leave an administrator, what does that show? That the husband's and the father's intent is he wants to support his children. So the Gabbara says, no, I'll make a haluk. I'll say, he appointed the administrator for the wife and not for the children. So the Gabbara says, my paska, who told you to make this haluk? Which means when you read the Braita, the Braita says he left an administrator. Who told you to read in? He left the administrator for the wife, but not for the children. Does it say that? Look in the uh, lashon. It, it just says he left the administrator. You got to assume he left it for everybody. So then, why are you tell me the wife gets to eat, but the children 
No. El amar a papá, que se llamará Boshemet Be'ed Echad. They heard that her husband died. Based on what type of testimony? One witness. Now, if you remember, we learned in Masechet Yibamot, that when one witness comes along and says, Met Ba'alech, that's enough to allow the lady to remarry. Even though we always accept two witnesses. But look at this way, we say, Isha Daika Min Seba. Daika Min Seba means she's not going to get remarried until she makes the proper investigations and checks it out and things like that. Therefore, with one witness, it's enough for her to get married. So the Gabbara says like this, He de'ibba'at insube be'edechad masem min seba. If she wants to get married based on this edechad, she's able to. So therefore, mezoneneme yehavinana. So therefore, we give mezoneneme, which means this one witness has nafkemina for a lady. It's as if he died, really. Because what? She got married based on this testimony. Therefore, it's like husband died. And what's the law? Because husband has to support, give, uh, give mezoneneme, which means when he left, he left the Shadish over here. Okay, leave the Shadish. The husband left. He went to Medina Tayyam. What does it say? Support her. What do you mean support her? Yeah, because the case is talking about there was one witness that came along and uh, said that he died. Oh, one witness. For the lady, it's enough coming out, by the way. For this lady, that one witness makes dinim. What dinim does it make? She can go get married. Oh, she can go get married. So for her, we're going to say what? She can get uh, Mizorot. She can get uh, Mizorot from the estate. However, Banav but the kids, The children, they have testimony, one witness that their father died. Can they go into the Yerusha now from this? Oh, my husband, my father died. I want to go to take the estate. <laughs> For the estate, we have no leniencies on... One witness. Therefore, for the children, one witness testifying that he died, he's got no enough coming out for me, for the, for the children. Therefore, you're not going to get Mizunot either. Masha'en Ken, when it comes to the lady, one witness has a, has a deen. I repeat. We ask you a question, Kota Shemuel. What was the question, Kota Shemuel? Uh-huh. Father went to Medinat Ayam. What does the Gemara say? Gemara says, feed, feed, feed the uh, wife, don't feed the kids. I want to say what's the difference? Feed the wife, not feed the kids. Well, first of all, feed the wife. That's a question against Shemuel. Oh, no, 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 no. He died. Oh, he died. Well, if he just died, so then everybody should get. Uh, she should get Mizorot, and the children should get the Yerusha. Oh, no, no. He died al pi edehad. Ah, died al pi edehad. There'll be enough guarantee in the wife and the children. Because edehad does something for the wife. What does the edehad do for the wife? What? One witness comes your husband died. Can she go get re- can she get remarried? Hundred percent. So since she can get remarried, for her that testimony is considered good legal testimony, and therefore we're going to say what? Get mezonot. What's the law? When a, when a husband dies, doesn't he have to give his wife mezonot? Even according to Shemuel, there's no argument after that. Good. But for the children, uh, one witness, your father died. Are they allowed? Oh, father died. One witness, beautiful. Can they, can they, can they still go splitting up the estate? You're seen. Of course not. One witness for Mamonot is nothing. So therefore for them, just because one witness doesn't, that doesn't give them right to get uh, Mizonot. The father's not obligated to give the children uh, Mizonot. And therefore, one, if two witnesses came along and said the father, then they're ready for them. It's not going to take the Yerusha. So therefore, that's the difference between Ishto and Banavum Notav. But now the Gebra has a question. Gebra says, My davar Acher. If you look at the Lashon of the Braita, the Braita's language was what? Right? Velo le davar aher. What is this davar aher business? So Gibra says, Amar of Hizda, Amar, my davar aher of Hizda, Amar, Takshit. Of Yosef, Amar, Tzedaka. Okay, what is this talking about over here? When it said, Yani, this language of Takshit, which is something, which is davar aher, which is something else, it's referring to Takshitim. That's referring to the uh, adornments. That what? If the husband goes overseas, right? You don't support the wife by giving her takshitim. Takshitim is normally the makeup and the different uh, cosmetics and things like that when he goes to Mitatayam. This, this, this halakha that we're saying does not apply to takshitim. According to Rabbi Yosef, he says, this is referring to sedaka. What does sedaka mean? Sedaka means, let's say, when a husband or man goes overseas. Right? Now the community is going to come along and they want to collect... Uh, Communal uh, charity. 
Where's the guy? He's overseas. So you don't go into his uh, estate and start taking money for the tzedakot. Okay? So, when he goes overseas, once he tests it, you don't take money for tachshitin. And one says, you don't take for tzedakah. So the Gebra says, Man de'amar tachshit, according to opinion, it says tachshit, kol sheken tzedakah. What's the logic? Because tachshit is for personal, for his wife. If you're not going to go in to give tachshitin to his wife, certainly he doesn't want you to go in to give tzedakah for the community uh, projects. Which means, you assume that what? If, if his wife will have a little more rahmanut. Uh, uh, but if you tell me you don't go into the estate to pay taqshitin, certainly you're not going to go pay for the uh, community's uh, subjects. However, man da'amar sedaqah. opinion says, no, no, no. Sedaqah, you don't go into the estate. Aval taqshit, yavinana. You know why? Because I can say the husband doesn't want his wife to become minuvelet. He doesn't want to become ugly. Even when he goes away, he doesn't mind if you go into the state to pay for cosmetics and makeup like that. Why? He doesn't want his wife to become uh, uh, ugly. So therefore, that's the devar ahayat. Again, either it means tzedakah. I mean, when the charity collectors come along and say, okay, we're coming to collect for the community institutions. So where's this guy? Oh, he's overseas. So once you tell us, no, 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 do not go into his, uh, into his estate to collect that. Wait till he comes back. And now that she tells us, no, no, it's referring to devar ahayat. When the, 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 the husband went away, that lady said, I need any, any money for makeup. No, no, no. Don't go into the uh, estate. So we're saying, if he's not going to let cosmetic money, certainly he don't want you to go to the estate for tzedakah money. It's not going to his wife, that's going to the community. But the opinion that tzedakah don't go in, but he'll agree you can go into the estate for cosmetics. Why? Because he doesn't want the wife to be uh, uncomely. Yemara continues. Tashema, haibama, the lady that's falling to yibum. The first three months from when she falls to Yibum, so she's being supported still by her original husband, which means her original husband died, but be from the estate. Why? Because within the th- first three months, she's unable to perform the mitzvah of Yibum, because she has to wait the three months of Havhana. Three months of Havhana means you have to make sure that she wasn't pregnant from the first husband, because if she's pregnant, then she doesn't fall to Yibum. And also, technically, she's still connected to the first husband for the first three months. Therefore, the estate must continue to support her. But after three months, that's it. Now the first husband has nothing to do with her anymore. Now ready, she can go fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum. Right? The husband's responsibility is over because now she's a free bird. She can go get married to this uh, fellow, to the Yavam. But the Yavam's not obligated yet either because he didn't make Yibum yet. He didn't consummate. So therefore, at that point, she's in limbo. She doesn't get Mizonot, not from her original husband and not from the potential Yavam. Hamad Bedin, now let's say they went to Bedin and the lady demands from this guy, listen, either make Yibum with me or uh, make a Halitza, which means, you know, do something. So what did he do? Ubarah. He ran away. Which means without fulfilling any obligation. He didn't do Yibum, he didn't make Halitza. Now she's stuck. Nizonet Mishel Yavam. Also, it says what? Betting goes into the assets of the Yavam in order to support the lady. So what do you see? So you do support Mizonot, even though the guy's not around, you take it from the, from the estate without him knowing about it. So that's a question. Uh, no, the Yavam. Yavam's alive. So therefore you go into the Yavam's uh, estate, even though he wasn't around, question against Shemuel. Shemuel. says, let's go according to Sevara. There was a reason why we said you can't go into the estate. If you remember the two reasons we said. Number one, we said that because maybe the husband before he left, left her a pile of money. Or that maybe the second reason was before he left, he said, you keep your ma'asiyadayim, you keep your work, and uh, I keep the mizonot. So it was in this case, both those factors are not applicable. Why? If you tell me that maybe the Yavam gave her a bundle of money, he's not close to her yet. He didn't make Yibumia. Why should he give a, a, a lady that's potentially his Yivama a bundle of money? And if you're going to tell me what, maybe he said, you know what, you keep your Masiyadayim, she's not obligated to keep Masiyadayim to, to, to the Yavam yet. They're not married yet. So therefore, there's no concern in this case that the Betin has no problem to go into the uh, 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 estate over here. Hashem, another question. 
Lord, you have a lady that her and her husband went to Medinat Yom and overseas together. Ubat ve'amra med ba'li, and then she comes back and says that her husband died. Now we learned in Masechet Yibamot that a lady has a ne'emanut when she comes along and says met ba'li that we believe her. So she comes along and says, "Listen, my husband died." If she wants, she can start receiving mizonot from the estate. Or she can claim that she wants already her ketubah. That she says. Fourth line, that she. Shaishan ne'emenet lomar. A lady is believed to say mid ba'li v'tinase. Hashem should ne'emenet tinase. Just like she's believed on that testimony, her own testimony to get ma- to get married. Kach ne'emenet lito ketubata. She's also ne'emenet to claim her ketubah. Kedamim masikit yibamot mesif ketubatan delmad. What does it say in the ketubah? Lechtinase ila ched teli mash ketuv lechi. When you have the rights to get married, once you have rights to get married, you also have rights to claim the ketubah. So therefore, if she says mid ba'li. She can get married to somebody else at that point, and she can also claim her ketubah. But here's the case we need. Girshani Bali. But let's say she comes back from overseas and says, you know what? My husband divorced me. Now, in that case over there, a lady does not have ni'manut. A lady, we don't believe her when she says, Girshani Bali, the husband divorced her. Mitpaneset veholechet. So it says, in that case over there, she's able to get panasa from the husband's estate. He's still alive, that is. Ad kedeh ketubata. Up until her... Ketubah, which means she's able to eat mizonot up until the ketubah. Mimanafshach. Why? If they're not divorced, so then anyway the husband's obligated to give her mizonot. And if they are divorced, really she, she gets a ketubah. Right? But in the case they're divorced, there's no mizonot. So therefore they say, let her eat mizonot, mimanafshach, up until the shiur of the ketubah. So automatically she's covered, she's safe. Again, I'll tell you why she's safe. If they're still married, so what? So she gets to eat mizonot anyway. If they're divorced, she gets to get a ketubah. And when a lady gets divorced, she doesn't get mizonot from her husband, obviously, because they got divorced. So therefore, to be safe, let her eat mizonot up until the price of her ketubah. Oh, but, but what do we say over here? Bottom line, they're going into the husband's estate to give her mizonot, because he was overseas. She came back from overseas and says, my husband divorced me. So what do we say? Okay, eat mizonot up until the shoot of the ketubah. Oh, so you see over here that what? Against Shemuel... The case was talking about that after she said my husband divorced me, there was rumors that people heard from witnesses that really the guy died. Oh, so once the guy died, so already now you have witnesses or testimony that the guy died, so therefore you're able to go into the estate. Even Shemuel said that after death you'll have to go into the estate. So the Gabriel says, wait, if it's have testimony already that he died, so then why, why could she only eat up to, up to her ketubah's worth? Now already, if he, if he died, she has the deen of an almana, and the law is that she gets nizonet until she gets remarried. She should be able to eat mizonot indefinitely until she gets um, remarried. Because already now you're saying that what? The, the testimony was that, that, that the husband died. Why are you saying she can only eat up to her ketubah? Kebara says, Because she caused the loss to herself. Because she opened her mouth. She came along and said, Girshani, he divorced me. Uh, if you wouldn't have said anything, you're right. We would have just believed the two witnesses that said uh, he died. And uh, she can eat Mizorot indefinitely. But since she opened her mouth and said, uh, he divorced me, you incriminated yourself now. So if it's divorce, you don't get Mizorot. So she can only eat up to her Ketubah's worth and not more. So therefore, again, he answers according to Shemuel Tashema. Another question: Ketzad Amru Mimaenet and Lamizonot. What's the case of a girl that got married, a minor? Her mother or brother married her off, like we know the case of the uh, kiddushin of a minor. And what happened? There's one case where she doesn't get Mizonot. And normally, when a person gets married, obviously he has to support his wife and give her Mizonot. But there's a case of a Mimaenet, a lady, a girl that makes me un. She makes a refusal against us because at 12 years old she's able to say, "I want out." And that's already uh, considered that we retroactively say it was as if they were never married. So the Gemara gives a case of a mima in it that loses mizonot. It can't be where they're still married. Why? If a minor is married, she's married. So of course you have to give mizonot. That's, uh, that's obligation. What happened? Minor was married. Girl. What happened? The husband went overseas. So what did she do? She, she shouldn't have any money for the Mizonot. So she borrowed money in order to support herself for the Mizonot. 
Amda umi'ana. And then what happened? She came along when the husband came back and she said, I want out. And therefore what? The husband doesn't have to pay, pay her back. Why? Because they were never married. Retroactive, were never married. I was never obligated to pay these mizorot. Get the case again. She was married. The husband went overseas. She, so I need mizorot. She, she borrowed money. Now she's on the hook. She's got to pay that money back. Right? So the husband comes back. She says, Mi'un, I want out. Now she goes, do me a favor. I borrowed money towards my mizorot. Could you pay me back? I got to pay back. See you later. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know who you are. You made me un. Once you made me un, we were never married uh, at all. So therefore, retroactively, we're never married. I don't, I don't have to give you miserable pichlal. Me un retroactively nullifies the marriage from the inception. So I don't have to pay you any money. On every miun, that's what it's saying. On every no, and, and what she has already, she has. But now you're coming to, to claim from the husband. So already, uh, uh, I'm not going to give you money. You nullified the marriage from the inception. So the Gemara says, Tama demiana. Here's the question, but the only reason why the husband's off the hook in this case is because she made a mi'un. But what if there was no mi'un, and the husband went overseas, and she borrowed money against the, uh, the mizonot, the husband's going to come back, he's got to pay. So what do you see over here? That you take money you know, from the husband, so to speak, even though he's not there, that's against Shemuel. Shemuel said you don't go uh, take any monies towards Mizuno when the husband's not around. But for me, you see, you do. The only reason why you don't in this case was because she made Mi'un. But Master, if there was no Mi'un, and the husband went overseas, she borrowed money, the husband comes back, he has to pay that money back. So you see, you can go take monies for Mizuno, even though the husband's not around, question against Shemuel. Again, what are you worried about in this case again? Why? Take, take the case of uh, Mi'ana, uh, of, of the Kitana. You have a, a regular Kitana, not Mi'ana. Kitana that's married, right? Husband goes overseas. What are you worried? Did the husband you think he gave her a pile of money before he left? No. Uh, husband's not going to trust a Kitana with money. Right, the imishu maaseyadeya ketana lo safka. She's a ketana. Her maaseyadayim are not enough to support her. So obviously, she's not going to say, "Take my uh, uh, the husband." Is, she's not going to agree when the husband says, "Keep your maaseyadayim and I'll get the bezorot." Because she's a ketana. Maaseyadayim is not uh, not enough. So therefore, in this case over here of a ketana that's husband went overseas, even Shmuel will agree. There's nothing to be koshesh. Uh, there's nothing to suspect. The pile of money, not going to happen. Not only that, but normally we consider the ketana, her ma'asiyadam is really not substantial. So she's not going to be mochelet to the uh, uh, husband. So therefore, in that case over there, a ketana velosifka, there is no concern, even according to Shemuel. Now the Gemara says, my hava ala. What is the bottom line? What is alaka? Do we follow Shemuel? Case came to Rabbi in Becharim. Oh, and he gave him his own What was the case? A case where a husband went to Medina Tayyam, lady went and needed his And what did the rabbi say? Rabbi said, go into the estate and uh, take his uh, Which means he was posik like a rav. That rab well, that when a lady husband goes overseas and the lady needs his you do go into the to the assets against Shimuel. But the case came in front of Bishmael and Sipuri, similar case, and he did not give Mizonot. So it comes out of the Mahlok of the B and the Bishmael, right? Different rabbis. Do you hold like Rab or do you hold like Shimuel? Rabbi Yohanan had a question. So I don't understand why was the Bishmael so mahmir like Shemuel not to give him his own own. Remember, we looked in our Mishnah, we had a Mahalotin Hanan and Binekuanim Gedolim. When her husband goes overseas and she wants to take Mizonot, one rabbi says, well, she has to make a swear that she doesn't have any money. The other rabbi said, no, she doesn't have to swear. But everybody agrees, you give her the money. The Mahalot in the Mishnah was just that she has to swear or not. So therefore, the Rabbi Yohanan said, I understand what Rabbi Ishmael is saying. How, how can he go against the Mishnah? From the Mishnah, it's mass where everybody holds, she gets. The she'ela over here is what? Does she have to make a shivua or not? And he comes along and says that she shouldn't get. So he's going, he was, he was shocked. What kind of psak is this over here? Like well, yes, on, on the earlier Amud, that what the case was talking about 
where they, or we can learn the case of the Mishnah where they heard that he died. The case which says where he died. And therefore, even according to Shemuel, where he died, Shemuel agrees that you go into the assets and take the, um, take the uh, Mizorot. So therefore, that's why you have no question from Amr Mishnah. Because I can learn the Mishnah is in a case where the husband died. Amr Leh, didn't like that answer. He says, you're reading into the Mishnah so much? That's how you're interpreting the Mishnah? It's a dog. I'm not going to tell you about dead from the start. Smash, smash. It's about a case where the husband went overseas and uh, he's still alive and she went into the uh, state and they allow her to do that. So therefore, Rabbi Hanan, he heard the answer, but he says, you're reading into the Mishnah with such interpretations so much? Good. Now we just give a different version of the same uh, of the same episode, just to reverse. Again, story came to in front of Rabin Bechalim, where a lady went overseas, her husband went overseas, so they wanted to go into the estate. Oh, so this is a reverse. Rabbi was posing in this case like Shemuel. And they didn't give up his own. They gave it in front of Ishmael, and this time, in this version of Ishmael, did give up his own, according to Rav. Amar Hanan, again, Mara Arabi Shlo Pasakla, what do you think? Why did the Bibi so Mamir? Again, he asked the question in this version according to the B. Why is the B being so Mahmir from the Mishnah? Everybody agrees she gets Mizunot. Only Mahlok is what does she have to swear or not? Amadir of Shaman Abak, Matar Shemit. They answered it. Now the case is talking about where they heard. That the husband died. That's why, according to everybody, there is Mizonot. So basically, it's the same back and forth, just reverse who said what. When he heard that interpretation, he said, Well, you're reading into the Mishnah giving such interpretations? So he didn't accept the uh, interpretation. So, bottom line, we didn't get to the Halakha We did it, there's two rabbis, each one holds like Rab, one holds like. Number one, Halakha follows Rab. And what? Uposkin mezonot le'eshet ish. You do give the mezonot to the eshet ish. So that's, that's what you have to remember with this whole sugya now. That when a man goes overseas, she needs mezonot, go down to the estate and take it even, not in front of him. New subject. And the halakha also follows Ravuna. What's Ravuna saying? Amar of the name of Rav. Amar Ravuna Amar Rav. Yechoda Isha. Shutoma Lebaala. Any mezonot. Any osa. Lady is able to come along and say, I don't want mezonot. And I am not going to give you my ma'asiyadayim, which means, Ravuna, we learned earlier in the Masechet, holds that the mezonot is really for the lady's advantage. She's in control of the mezonot, which is, she has, when the rabbis established mezonot, it's for her advantage. And since it's her advantage, she has the right to come along and say, the rabbis made it to my advantage, I don't want it. I'll keep the mezonot and I'll keep my ma'asiyadayim. So a lady has the right to come along and forego her mezonot, in order to keep our Masiyadim third Alakavirkita regarding the Kunya. What is the Kunya? She says these are earthenware pot, uh, uh, vessels that are covered in lead. Okay, so the question is the Gabe using them if they belong to let's say Guim. Okay, or let's say they use them for hametz. Can you use these kelim for pesah? Let's say the Guim put wine in these vessels over here. The question is normally Kiliharis is Bolaya. It absorbs whatever you put into it. So now the Sheila is when you have it covered with lead, maybe the lead covering doesn't cause it to, to absorb. And therefore, you can go use the Kelim of Goim even, because the, the, what's the, what they did. The, 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 doesn't go, the, doesn't go to the uh, Kelim, or even if they put wine, or even for Hametz. So it says, the amount of Zvid, Hani Mane de Kunya. These Kunya uh, vessels, these again, pottery vessels that are covered with lead. If it's white or black, that's the color of the the candy, meaning with the covering on it, shadow. It's permissible. What do you mean, shadow? So, uh, oh, one more line. But if they're green, no good. What's the difference? She says, uh, the food of the goyim, the yain nesich. Now, why is the white okay? What it does is the ofar, it closes up the heres, it seals it like, and makes it smooth, so nothing is able to penetrate. In the green uh, coloring, uh, it has a certain chemical called alum, not a chemical, but a certain... Uh, uh, 
metal that's called alum, that's in the ofar, it's in the lead, it causes the haris to become porous. So they've given you a rule. When you plate it with uh, black or white, and that's what it looks like, it's not going to be porous anymore. Therefore, the haris, you can use it from the goyim, you can use it from the hamed, some pesan, you can use it from pesan, yai, no problem. But the green one has a certain item in it called alum, as she says, and what happens, it causes the haris to be Poorest if you cannot use it if it belongs to goyim etc. That which we said if it's white or black, it's only good if there's no kartufane. What's kartufane? She says There's no cracks in the lead because if there's cracks in the lead, obviously you can go into the keli. But if there's cracks, then already obviously going to be as soon because it's porous. Obviously because now the it's, um, the cracks are able to take in the hametz or the yayin or the food of the nochrim. Amen. Amen.